I brought 18 beers to your house. <laughs> By the way, I'm not even a comedian. I just needed friends tonight. Dude, we just needed beer, so. <laughs> What's up? It's your boy DJ Omowski. I'm chilling here with Waleezy and Tony Mass. We have a very special guest, Mike Nicolia. He's a Long Island comedian and uh, he's hanging out with us for the episode. What's up, Mike? What's up? up? Mike came strapped with the pumpkin beers today. Yeah. <laughs> the respect level of having the specialty beer and then having the backup beer in case you don't like the specialty beer. Sounds That's a lot exactly about it. what I went for. <laughs> yeah, you crushed it. I came in with my appetizer while Lee was like, I'm good. He likes the fruity frozen drinks, but he just doesn't want to be like festive. No, he already gave me the backstory right, if you want to tell the listeners. Yeah. Are you still at a restaurant, John Harvard's. R.I.P. R.I.P. So I'm working there as a waiter. There was like a huge party. The party left. Bro, these guys left like six pitchers untouched of pumpkin spice beer. Mm. It was like six of us in there. We all took a picture and started chugging. It was the worst shit I've ever tasted in my life. But I was, I was also telling me it's not a beer you chug. Right. Yeah. Like you I sip. Had, you enjoy. I had You're, a tummy ache after. You gotta yeah. be yeah. in the moment of festivities. I don't said know. Said he had a tummy ache. Anyway, pumpkin beer is good. Uh, we embrace it. <laughs> Listen, listen, if, look, more for me, more for us, actually. So I wanted to talk about just stand up and comedy in general. We wanted to uh, talk about how you got to a point of like enjoying comedy. What was your roots? Who did you like growing up? Oh, man, the roots. Uh, the first comedy special I ever watched was Chris Rock, uh, Bigger and Blacker, mm -hmm. on HBO when my parents told me to go to bed and I watched it with them instead. Uh, the one after that, I think I watched... So you know when you were a kid you would get iTunes gift cards yeah, yeah. Uh, for Christmas or whatever I, I got iTunes gift cards normally you would buy music right I bought George Carlin albums and mm. uh, my first one was Eddie Murphy Delirious but uh, my whole life I, I was told like where these people are from like Eddie Murphy's from Long Island he's from Roosevelt mm -hmm. Jerry Seinfeld's from Massapequa so I was like okay they were just a bunch of kids from Long Island like us right right and so it made me believe somewhere in my brain that maybe it was possible to make a career of that yeah so I don't know. I mean, there there was some, you know, sidestepping. There was some half-stepping. You know, I, I was in seventh grade. I did the uh, seventh grade talent show. Nice. Killed. Eighth grade bombed. That's how yeah. it goes, though, sometimes. <laughs> Wait, you did like a five-minute set in seventh grade? I did the talent show because there was no other way. I can't go to a bar when I'm 10 years old. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's pretty ballsy to be like, you know what? Like, what was it the confidence of like maybe your parents or family members being like, yo, you're funny? Or what gave you that little edge to take the leap to do a five-minute set in seventh grade? My dad and I talked about this recently he always went for the laugh mm. and he like it's just like taking a hit he just loves the feeling you get when it, like my dad does uh big dinners for work and and there's no better feeling than when he gets like a group of you know 10 20 people to just y'all oh, forget it yeah. he, he loves it it's his high so i kind of inherited that from him as far as like the class clown yeah i, I think it was more in college like going out partying yeah um 
that's where I mean, yeah, I, I was uh, I was a theater kid in high school, and I went to a jock school, so it was like a little backwards. No one really gave me the chance to be funny because like I wasn't. Uh, it you was pre uh, Glee. What's the show? Yeah, exactly. I, feel like, I feel like that really put right. kids on. Like no, know. Glee was a, a ripple effect of like high school. High school musical. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. High school. Yeah, musical. high school musical was like yo, you can play sports and you can be a comedian slash like actor slash be in theater. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, I, feel, I, feel like I needed that. Like I like, needed it, that. It came a little yeah, too late for us. But that's Stand crazy, man. Seventh grade. So that was the first time you stepped on a stage did comedy do you remember any jokes from that at all yeah um i joked about the sixth grade hallway and that how teachers would tell kids to move it along in the hallway but i can't move it along because you're in my way just like stupid little <laughs> yeah. yeah and then i used to uh remember aquapods vaguely I feel like, like poland spring right. came out with like these circular water bottles that was like my oh. first oh, yes. self-deprecation joke because i said that i looked like the aquapod because i was like a chubby <laughs> little meatball when I was a kid yeah. and it did well and then the next year <laughs> the next year I was like yeah McDonald's making salad cricket cricket and I was just like wow I'm never doing this again were you thinking that mid set or were you thinking that afterwards like what is the thought process in that Who moment doesn't laugh at an 8th grade kid though Dude, it's, yeah, it's yeah, no, like a pity laugh. Yeah, but for students, they're ruthless. Uh, right, right. Well, you know, obviously. Are their parents in the, in the crowd? I set the bar because the everyone was show. talking about last year, and I couldn't repeat what I did because everyone was oh, talking shit. about it. Yeah. So I had Classic to come in with, like, second album, all new material. Year. Yeah. Sophomore yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Right. I did it again a little bit in college. After I graduated, I, I said, I'm not really doing acting. Mm -hmm. Being a comedian is my passion. That's what I really enjoy. Quarantine hit, I started making sketches. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, you're talking about this with everyone. From every single industry, whether it's working in a restaurant, being an actor, or music, you have to be able to just kind of adapt and evolve. Like, you can't be on a stage in front of people right now make sketches and we saw some of those those were super funny so what'd you say we I, saw i saw a sock puppet guy <laughs> uh, my buddy wrote that and we were like you want to shoot it this is uh, a little weird but let's shoot it and we shot it or some of those things where you're like you're we're with the buddy and you wrote something maybe and you're like i don't know if this is gonna be funny but like let's just do it is that part of the process too just like let's just fucking try oh i've bombed on instagram yeah sure i've uh you know a lot of people what they do now they take screenshots of their tweets i've done that and i've gotten like 60 likes and i'm like all right we're gonna take that one down yeah, yeah, yeah. but then i've also done it and i've gotten you know like 300 likes and i'm like okay yeah it's like with videos too like i would post videos on tiktok first and then all yeah. of a sudden i would get really good feedback and i'm like all right i'm gonna throw it up on the gram and then it would get great feedback from the gram bigger pages reposting long island memes reposted me uh yep. one or two times those guys are great they're awesome we wise guy guys. reposted me he's the man yep we love him too yeah do you think in general long island's a supportive place to like develop as a comedian and yes so i felt really lost about two and a half years ago in the beginning of 2018 at the end of 2017 i would write in this notebook by myself like whatever you know uh i think i had just gotten off a breakup so so I wasn't really doing anything, you know, Friday, Saturday night. So I would write in my notebook and I would be like, oh man, like I would love to try these out. A friend convinced me to go to an open mic. I went to one. And then I said, my New Year's resolution for 2018 is to do comedy every single day. Mm. And I pretty much with like a few exceptions did comedy every single day. But in the beginning, I actually felt like alone. And like I would go to like uh, music mics. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't even know, like, where to go. Yeah. It, it was then through Facebook groups and, you know, they, they talk about the social dilemma. There's some good and then there's some bad of, like, how social media can help. Right. I felt so lost in the beginning. Like, I would go to uh, music open mics. People are talking during my set. Mm. You know, I, I would go to coffee shops. I, like, didn't know, like, people were talking. Like, I didn't know how to, ca- I was like, wow, is this what it's like? Then there are organized comedy open mics. People are actually listening. Right. I, I took a comedy class with governors. That kind of like put my foot in the door of like, okay, let me learn about the culture. Right. Then that set like the foundation of like what I really wanted to do. Then I got to learn about all these Long Island, like I learned about like the Long Island comedy community, which you guys are a part of and you're aware of that, right? Mm. You guys are. You actually like are a, a good pillar of the Long Island comedy community right now. You guys have the perfect platform for it. Whether it's Long Island <laughs> Memes who pay, who plays a, a very big role, right. Wise Guy who plays a very big role, mm-hmm. uh, you guys... Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I don't want to forget anyone. I know. There's a couple other ones. Yeah, too. myself, my buddy. Yes. Uh, you guys ever see Mingle with Christian? He does yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What Your Town Says About You. Yes. He's writing a new one now. I was helping him write one earlier. Nice. That's awesome, man. Well, first off, thank you so much for saying that. Like, that's super high praise. It's just like when you have a nine to five job, you kind of feel fulfilled because, you know, you're you're going through the motions of, uh, you know, getting stuff done. You're like, oh, I'm working. And like, there. but there's something that we all agreed on. Like, we love joking around. We love Long Island. Like, let's merge this. Let's exercise size let's get some reps in comedy and, and embrace long island and like this has been an outlet to do so so we've been like super grateful the community has been amazing you mentioned this and we keep saying this like long island means wise guys all these guys have embraced us so and like you you as well right. i mean these are uh, we love being a part of it man it's awesome right it, yeah. it, it makes it seem like reverting back like i felt so lost two years ago yeah and now like i'm a, i feel so like we're a part of it man it's yeah. me and you like it's all four of us yeah stand-up comedy and podcasting are like mary kate and ashley mm-hmm. they just go together yeah definitely and now especially with the landscape of the world the long island comedy community and the comedy community in general needs podcasting to survive outlet yeah man i like we were saying before it's the evolution of like we got to make do of what we got we got podcasts we don't we're not in front of an audience but we can we're broadcasting to an audience in a different way but i want to stay on this subject of stand-up i'm obsessed with it i tony took me on my 27th birthday i was like i gotta try i went to the creek in the cave in i think queens long island city Long Island city yeah and i was like i had some shit written down i knew it wasn't gonna do that well but i just wanted to like experience it and it was like three minutes yeah i did i Oh my God. I wrote like three minutes and I did 90 seconds because I was just shitting my pants. I was powering through it and I was just like, all right, I gotta get on stage. But I went to the Creek in the Cave and I talked about this on the podcast before. It was like, it's it's one of those things where it's like the Creek in the Cave, depending on the night, is like a training ground for stand-up, just getting reps in. So I mean, it wasn't, there was no audience. It was just people waiting to get on. So it was just all comedians. So there was like some competitiveness. There was some like, all right, what the fuck's this kid doing? Right. This isn't an open mic, but it kind of is, whatever. So I did a couple of jokes. My first joke, it wasn't even written. It was like, I was like, I'm making some joke because this waitress kept coming in and out and she was hot. I was like, I'm just here to like bang this girl. And I was like, ha ha ha. <laughs> which is That's like, great. Which is like, oh, what the fuck is this kid doing? Like, but, Get canceled on your first day yeah, of comedy. Exactly. Like, um, but no, she was, they just knew I was like floundering. So I think they gave me a pity laugh. And then I did a joke and it was, uh, oh, my girlfriend and I do this thing called butt sex. We do everything together, butt sex. It was fucking terrible, dude. And I heard the dead of silence. And I, you know what's so weird? I fucking loved it. It was a weird feeling. I was just like, I honestly think it's so funny that I, I was laughing how bad I bombed. That, it was that, ironic. That's when you go, that's funny, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just, I don't know. I felt like a real comic bombing. Dude, I've had some very painful sets at the Creek in the Cave. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll be at a mic and I'll practice a joke in front of a bunch of comics and I'll say the joke, dead silence, and I'll go, great. And that'll be the biggest <laughs> laugh I get all night. <laughs> no, those reactions are so fucking good, dude. I love talking about the calculus of comedy, but I notice we all have something in common. You guys like to party. Yeah. I came out with a few sketches. They were called Party Mike. Nice. Basically fighting the landscape of, oh, don't stay quarantined. Like, dude, we need to go out. We're still young. Are you guys? I'm 26. How old are you guys? We're 20, 20, 20, 29. 29. Just turned 29. Okay. You're, we're not 30 just yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. Dude, I mean, you just got engaged, right? Yeah. Right. So, dude, I'm single. Yeah. How am I supposed to meet people besides Hinge, Tinder, Bumble? Max. So, how do you how do yeah. you like measure the three? In the beginning of quarantine, I I, I made a joke of like uh you know there's different cultures for different apps. Yeah. Mm. Like Tinder's more of the hookup. Like Hinge is like for you know people want to meet their significant other, possibly fiance, husband, wife, whatever. And I, I had a joke. It was basically yeah, like. Bumble. Listen, I I met a girl on uh, on Hinge back in March. She didn't want to meet. She wanted to stay quarantined. As opposed to the girl I met from Tinder who took my mask off with her teeth. <laughs> oh, my God. Now my aunt tried to set me up last week. I, I love that when you get to the age where, like, the aunt and the grandma gets involved. It's the most depressing thing ever. <laughs> that's, it's like, that's when you know. Hey, are you... I get a text. You know, I don't normally text with my aunt. She goes, hey, are you dating? I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm single right now. Kind of tough to meet people, you know, during a global shutdown, so... <laughs> To your point too, like even at the bars, like you can't even fucking stand up and mingle. You gotta sit at your table, and when you gotta, you gotta wear a mask. You know where it's at right now, though? The vineyards. Right. Yeah. Outdoor. Yeah. Groups of girls are going there, dude. dude. There's definitely a girl out there who was like, one of her best friends went with her, like husband or boyfriend's, like just come with us. There's a couple third wheels that need saving. We may have found the new wave. Nah, it's it's got it right now. This is prime. This is prime. And it's cuffing season. Chicks are crazy horny right now. <laughs> <laughs> You guys ever been to a funeral? <laughs> Holy, dude. We got to put this out in the airways for Mike. What kind of girl are you looking for? People who oh, listen. Oh, God. What, DJ what makes the best type of Long Island girlfriend? I'm going to be very diplomatic about this. Yes. Listen, good girl from a good family. Yeah. She texts back, and I want to text her back. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, wholesome. it's just got It's just got to click. That's yeah. so Because sometimes, most of the time, it just doesn't. Yeah. And it's just when the right one comes, I'm going to know. She's going to know. Dude. You put a, a payment on a ring, you knew. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mike, I got to ask you this. So now as a single guy, we're, we're just diving into your love life hard now. But, but as a single guy, no, we're you're going to find <laughs> love your life after this episode, <laughs> I'm telling you. But as a single guy during a quarantine, like now I have a question. Let's say you met someone on Hinge Bumble, right? And mm -hmm. you had a, developed like a good like text connection, right? A message connection, whatever, if that exists. But sure. some sparks are flying as you're texting or you're messaging. Now, right off my phone. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're in the air. Now, are you comfortable having your first date be virtual? I, I had a FaceTime date okay. uh, a couple months ago. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Am I still talking to her? No. <laughs> but I tried it. Right. She was a nice girl. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sure. What would like the limitations? Obviously, you can't like, you're, you're still seeing like the nonverbal cues, but like, I don't know. It just feels like you got to, it's more like you got to keep the momentum of a conversation going other than looking at other people. You know, you can play the elements when you're outside. Dude, in March, everyone was, can I curse? Yeah. I don't know. So dude, everyone in March was 
disgusting. Like, you don't want, like, you were barely near, like, the people you had to be, like, the people you live with, you were, like, barely accepting that. Yeah. Like, I live with my sister, and I was like, do you really have to come home? Because <laughs> my sister works in a hospital, too. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm dead. I'm dying. So, yeah, okay, now you're FaceTiming. Then it's overcoming, like, uh, hey, like, I'm going to walk my dog sometime if you want to walk six feet apart from me and the dog. Like, it's just weird. Mm, it's just not conducive the, for the, a single life. The next lifetime. step is, is not there. No. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't there. I mean, obviously, probably... as we progressed into the summer, the best thing I ever did was move to Long Beach this past summer. Yeah. Really? Yes. I love I, I gotta... former Long Beach. Oh. Yeah. I was there for two years. Yeah, I love the vibe of Long Beach. It's honestly like, it feels like a subgroup of people who were just like, this is the vacation land. Long yeah. Beach was fun. I, I went to the beach every single Sunday. Oh, hell yeah. I think there was like two or three Sundays where it was crappy out, but for the most part, man, I'd made the most of this past summer. What do you think about Long Island and Long Island culture like formulates and, and shapes people to be funny and, and sarcastic and like have a good sense of humor? A lot of my comedian friends, they're national headliners yeah uh they're full-time comedians they're, they're not having the best time right now but as far as the knowledge that and, and everything i've learned from them when you're in new york city which is obviously like one of the comedy capitals of the universe right yeah. um you you can perform one certain way but like when you perform on long island that's basically what the rest of america is like so Long Island comics actually have the advantage of experiencing uh, the road before they go on the road. Mm. So it's just conducive for a full-time comedy career, career. With, yeah. which I, I've encountered many guys. And then there's a lot of guys that are a part of the history that have played in New York City and, and some of the kings. I mean, obviously, Jerry Seinfeld is from Massapequa. Right. Lenny Bruce is from Mineola. Yeah. Kevin James is from Stony Brook. Rodney His, Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield's from Babylon. Amy Schumer's from Rockville yeah. Center. Uh, David Tell is from Rockville Center. Yeah. Tim Dillon, who was on Rogan a few times, he's yep. from Wontaw. I want to change topics too. I want sure, to, let's I go. want to talk about Long Island food. Let me take you through some scenarios. Like, let's say sure. you're hammered and it's 2 a.m. Are you going to a local Long Island spot or are you going to Taco Bell? Are you going to a chain place? Well, I mean, 2 a.m. I would do diner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would get a Greek salad with grilled chicken if I'm healthy. Okay. And if I'm not healthy, I'm definitely getting boneless wings. Yes. Nice. 2 a.m.'s tough, though. It's 8.30. Well, that means Bubba's Burrito Bar is out of the question then because that's oh, too late for Bubba's. Tired. Bubba's is a is a during-the-day lunch. Yeah. I've never I had agree. Bubba's for dinner. Have oh, you? I'm live, wrong? I used to live 0.3 miles from Bubba's. Well, and not all of us can be royalty. <laughs> I would hit that. I would hit that two or three times a week. All right. So now you're gonna. You got to take a girl out on a date. You want to take. You want to give her the ambiance. You want to give her the experience of Long Island. Wine what, and dine. Am I marrying her? You, you're you like. Might. You want to marry her. Cool. I'm gonna give Sound you cool. first date, and then I'm gonna give you anniversary spot. Oh. oh okay. All right. Shit. All right. My first date is Barik in Babylon. Oh, I always thought it was barbecue. I don't know how to speak though. So <laughs> barbecue. It's a wine bar, right? Yeah, and they always have like the, the alleyway with the lights. I've done a few first dates at, at Barrique. Whoa, whoa, how many first dates you have? Yo, bro? chill, bro. Dude, was, that's the ideal first date spot. I, I was bumbling for a minute. I would say anniversary spot, and this is like, if we're getting married, tellers. Uh, Swell Taco's too busy for me in Babylon. Yeah. I like it though. Dude, my grandpa's like 92 years old. And he's like, he's like, take me like where you go. And I actually <laughs> took my 92 year old grandfather to Swell Taco. No regrets because he had the time of his life. I easily <laughs> added five years to that man's life. <laughs> 
He's like, this is great. That's a commercial. <laughs> right? Skull Taco is like more of a vibe than Bubba's though. Like, it is. Inside, they have like, like if you go there on like a Saturday night, like they're- It's a vibe. Oh, they're like, chilling, bro. Moving, they're chilling. It's a yeah. vibe. If you go there on a Tuesday, fucking place is oh, hell. don't even bother. Place is hell on a Tuesday. Right. It's just so many people want Taco yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Hmm. You're going for like a group brunch. 12 people, guys, girls, mixed group. I don't know if Salt and Barrel has a good brunch. They that, do. do they? Yes. That, salt and Barrel. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> salt and Barrel's great. I'm, I'm a big oyster guy, though. Some people are not yeah. oyster people. Okay, so uh, my question for the group. Favorite Italian place? Uh, it's called Orto. Mm. It's cash only. It's mm. like an old like house turned into a restaurant. BYOB and wine. <laughs> and they do like this like $50 price fix for course. Literally like, and it changes weekly. Like their menu is insane. So I would highly recommend anyone that is willing to drive to Miller Place. Orto is fucking fire. Yeah? My favorite Italian place on Long Island. Okay. Okay. What about you? Cafe Bocce. Yeah, Ooh. Westbury? Yeah. Great pasta. Yeah. Great so pasta. Fucking good, bro. Yeah. And honestly, we would go, I used to work at the Nassau Coliseum and we do like we'd have like a fancy work dinner, like someone got hired, we like break them in by taking them to Cafe Bocce, whatever. Dude, honestly, it's like literally the best Italian I've had on Long Island. Yeah. Like, being honest. No, Besides it's like stuff. homemade Italian food, you're talking authentic, but like Cafe Bocce is unbelievable. Unfucking believable, dude. I'm drawing a blank. Even if it's a pizza place, honestly. No, every pizza place is a fucking yeah. Italian restaurant too. Yeah. Because even like uh Solomia over here in Stony Brook. Fucking amazing food. I love Cafe Amici, man. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I heard of that place. Sabaros is fucking pretty fire too. Sabaros, and then also Olive Garden's dope. <laughs> Olive Garden's Papa dope. John's on two thirty one is really good, bro. Dude, this place called Domino's. I thought. Oh, it's Domino's. Domino's. Okay. Domino's. <laughs> Yo, Domino's on Main Street, Holbrook. You got an Italian spot on. Close to your heart. So I'll give you two because it's like uh, if I'm doing like casual, where it's like a semi like pizza place, also Cafe Gio West Pap. Okay. Because they they have where the garlic bread is also the crust of oh, a. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. He, did just know, he knows dude, how to turn us on. Mike knows how to fucking turn us just on. Just right know now. anything that begins with a cafe is probably gonna be fucking fire. Yeah, we all named three cafes in well, a there's, row. There's a cafe Joel. There's a cafe Royale, fire. big strip club. Dude, I'm, <laughs> we're, we're, fine establishment. Shut it down, buddy. One oh nine, one ten. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! The best cafe there is. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Did I ever have my chest hair ripped up? Yeah. Wally and I were getting a drink at the bar. We turn around. A stripper was literally ripping Tony's chest hair out with her teeth. <laughs> that was that was single Tony. Anyway, I didn't but... have to pay extra for that. that I think was she paid Tony free. to rip his chest hair out. She did. She slipped me a little something. <laughs> wow. All right. So Cafe Gio's casual. Fancy is Menino's. Oh, and that I could either Menino's. be Menino's Comac or right? Menino's yeah. Oakdale. They got some very, very oh, good shit. food. Shit, that actually just challenges my thought process because I love you Menino's love that Menino's? much. I really do. I love it. It's very. I had these, I don't know why I'm getting into detail, but I'm now I'm excited to have a little bit of a chub. I had these little neck <laughs> clams, white sauce with fucking linguine. Fuck. Long Island's taxes, like tax on like land. Yeah, oh, property yeah. taxes. Uh, property taxes. Yeah. Thank you. Jesus. Tax on land. Tax on land. Like, <laughs> you sound like, yeah, Chris. Christopher Columbus's like boat mate just came in and was like, <laughs> I got an idea. Tax on land. Dude, as far as like property taxes. Yeah, tax on land. <laughs> oh man, you need a little bit. Like there needs to be some cheat codes on the island. Is there any Long Island cheat codes we could share? Honestly, I think we talked, like Tony always bring this up, but we always bring it up. Like South Shore, honestly, for like the value, like Patchogue evolving into like a, an amazing place. Like I feel like the cheat code is, South Shore used to be like, you know, you talk about like the North Shore. It was Shore's blue collar. Yeah. It it's was like, always blue collar. And now all of these places are becoming the actual main streets that everyone desires. Yeah. Right. So everyone wants these. Everyone wants a main yeah. street. And all, the South Shore, Merrick Road to Montauk Highway is 
Main Street. It's a cheap right. code to buy a house there and, and like to live the fr- there. It's now further out east. You go. There's no Boonie Town anymore. Really? Not anymore, really? I mean, yeah. until it gets like Belport, and you don't want to be there. But like, no one wants to be in Belport. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I'm I'm kind of fucking pissed. We're saying that's a cheat code because now everyone's like the housing market is already getting like yeah it's already getting just oh dude destroyed. it's destroyed right yeah. now. Everyone yeah. from the city's like you know what let's just fucking live in Long Island and we're just taking our jobs and taking our houses. And- I was in Babylon and it was honestly very similar to the Lower East Side. I've never seen Babylon that busy. I know ever it's yes. crazy ever yes. You know why? Bobby, because booming. they are building around the train lines and like yes. Babylon. And they're expanding. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, working in the city, you want to be near the train line. So even like Ronkonkoma, by the train, there was like nothing. It was like this dollar slice pizza place and like a Dunkin' Donuts and like a gym that like you bench press on the lawn. Now it's honestly like they're building around. They have beautiful apartments. They're going to start building restaurants. Are, those, are like, those apartments built the ones that look like they built like a full citadel? Like it's yeah, like, it looks they like, built like Harry like Potter's like, like apartments. It literally looks like Hogwarts. Like yeah. they built like, like these like 18 like... Cathedral white buildings. Are those done? I yeah. think that, yeah. And also mm-hmm. there's some office space in there too. So it's like, I don't know. It's cool. But yeah, I'm excited. There's a lot of things. We talked about this with the Long Island memes, guys. Like there is some moves being made on Long Island that's making Suffolk County like, it's like in the conversation Bougie. with Nassau. Like I mean, price-wise, I hope it's never in the conversation with Nassau. But yeah, right. it's 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 awesome. By the way, I'm not even a comedian. I just needed friends tonight. No, I'm just no, kidding. No, no, hey, <laughs> dude, we just need a beer, so. <laughs> no, it's but. It's kind of a good situation. <laughs> Well, talk about a spot where you're like, you love that spot. Is it Governor's for you? Or? Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, there's nothing like a sold out room of 300 people. I don't know the next time I'm going to see it. Now you're making me upset. Yeah. But uh, as far as that, and then whatever is conducive. Like, if I could find, uh, you know, a, a bar gig or a restaurant. Like, I did a I did a gig at uh, Nutty Irishman in Farmingdale. Yeah. That was a killer gig. Dude, we had so, it was a Wednesday night. We had so much fun. I feel like the Nutty Irishman, like, that's a good crowd. That's awesome. Right. You do club spots. And the the age bracket is primarily older. Mm. Listen, I have mastered the Karen because as far as the age bracket and audience, it's middle-aged white women. But I like it. I know how to make a Karen laugh. And for me to have that satisfaction of making a Karen laugh helps me sleep at night a little better. They're going to do a spinoff from King of Queens to King of Karens. You're going to be King of Karens. (laughs) You're going to have your own sitcom. I want to watch. And and Karens laugh like this. Yeah. They laugh like they just got like a finger up the ass. It's like they're coughing and laughing at the same time. I do like young crowds though. That's why I like performing in New York City. Rest yes. in peace currently. I enjoyed The Nutty Show because I produced that show. I, I enjoyed The Nutty Show because it, it was a younger crowd. So I, I enjoy performing for people my age, but I, I really also do enjoy performing for, you know, Long Island's... Uh, midlife crisis uh, crew every time we have a guest we always kind of get a little sentimental but I wanted to ask you like when it's all said and done in the realm of comedy when you're looking back what do you want to be remembered as as a comedian so I mentioned uh, Eddie Murphy and Chris Farley were like uh, my my big reasons that I did it also big reason why I did comedy was Jim Carrey Mm -hmm. he mastered the art by coming up with the synopsis of make them free of concern and so the purpose of going to a comedy show is to forget about life for a little bit. So honestly, I know it sounds cheesy, but if I could just make audience members or listeners of a podcast just feel that sense of freedom and they can just forget for a little bit in their own, like it's your own little world, your so own little separate realm, yeah. just the escape. That's all I desire. If I could just make them laugh and make them happy and, and forget about their day-to-day and, and their constant stresses. I mean, dude, right now, we, uh, according to Governor Cuomo, you know, comedy's not essential, but in a little while, something's got to give yeah. because there's going to be no Broadway. There's going to be no movie theaters. Dude, the world needs comedy and that could be in the form of memes. That could be in the form of a podcast. 
you know, live performances, no such luck right now. So we got to do what we can to help the people. That's it. Well, man, Mike, first off, like, it takes fucking balls, and everyone listening probably knows, and to be on a stage, to write jokes down, to, like, risk feeling a bruised ego, and to risk it all for a laugh, and giving people an escape, I fucking admire that so much. We loved having you on, bro. Uh, Stop by anytime, and uh, thank you so much. Before we let you go, just shout out your social media so people can follow you. Mike Nicolia Comedy, M-I-K-E-N-I-C-O-L-I-A, Comedy, uh, on Instagram, TikTok, and my Twitter. Mike N405. Thank you. Awesome. It's the Warm Up Podcast. Peace, man. Peace, man. Peace.